Welcome to episode 6 of the Colorful Kid Podcast, the Gerardo Torado edition. <laughs> we got me, Raul, we got Flo, and we even got Alvaro, awake, wide awake, out in New York City. <laughs> Alright, big game, that's pretty much what the whole podcast is going to be about, USA, Mexico. Roster's out, in case you haven't heard, we got Moises Munoz, Talavera, Orozco, Goalies, Aguilar, Reyes, Rafa, Moreno, Layun, Rivas, Doris Nilo, defense. In the middle, we got Hector Herrera, Jimenez, Guardado, Aquino, Jonah, and we got... We had Gallito. He's out. They brought in... Um, who is he bringing? Hernandez. Yes. Hernandez. We have Oribe, Raul, Vela, Esquivel, Tecatito, and Chicha up top. Gio's hurt. Hopefully no one else gets hurt today. All right. Who do you flow? I know you had your starting lineup ready. Who's First of all, what's your formation? Who's your starting 11? <clears throat> all right. Um, starting 11, I mean, I think we're going five in the, five in the back. Um, you know, just because that's what we look best using, especially against Argentina. Um, so I'm going with kind of like a like a five three two sort of um, goal. I got Talavera. Um, and then in the back, I got Aguilar, Reyes, Rafa, Moreno, and Layun. I had for my CDM um, Gaito, but he got hurt, so now I'm going to stick uh, Jonathan Jonah in there. Um, and then left. I got Gaudalo, and then on the right, I'm uh, sticking with Herrera, even though he's not getting a lot of playing time. He looked really good in our last friendlies uh, with the national team, so I'm going to stick him in there. And then up top, I got Chicharito and Tecatito. Alvaro, who you got? You agree? Change formation? What do you got? That's the same starting 11 and same formation that I had. You guys pass the notes or what? <laughs> he didn't have one. He just copied. That's He's just like, problem. oh yeah, 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 whatever. That's, yeah, yeah. I agree. I concur. That's my ultimate team, actually. Like, <laughs> it, it, it pretty much is. Flo's ultimate team is insane. But anyways, all right. I say, I do not think Rafa's gonna start. I I don't know what he's there for. I just don't think he's healthy enough. He wasn't even in the 18 for Hellas Verona last weekend. At least Guardado pay, played 70 minutes. So if Rafa can't play, that's it. You don't do the you don't do the five man back line because every time we try to do the five man back line without Rafa, it's terrible. It's just terrible. It's just there's he's the one guy he knows when to step. I feel and he can command the back line. If he's not back there, you scrap the you scrap the five. So I'm going with a four three three. Mm. I got Layun, Moreno, Reyes, Aguilar. I got Jonah in the middle, Cordado on the left, Herrera on the right. I got Chicha up top. I got Tecatito on the right and Vela on the left. I th- I think that's we got three guys in the middle. Jonah, Herrera, Guardado, Ken Balsam. And I know we're gonna miss Gallito. But someone made a good point on Twitter that the USA is not gonna be USA is nothing like Argentina. They're not gonna be attacking. They're gonna be sitting back and absorbing the pressure because that's how they're built. And what better man than Dos Santos to carve him up with those passes, those long passes. I think that he's perfect. I, I'd rather have Gallito in there just 
just because he's got that tenacity, he's going to go hard 90 minutes, just defense back and forth. But, I mean, I have no idea what Tuka's going to do. Players hurt, formation. I, what do you think? What do you guys think he's actually going to put out there, formation-wise? I mean, I think if Rafa is healthy, I mean, he definitely puts out the five in the back. Um, but if Rafa is not healthy enough to play, which if he's not, I have no idea why he was even called up. But if he's not, yeah, I can definitely see a four-three-three out there. Four-three-three, uh, though, I have a I have a hard time figuring out who who I want to start though. Where in the midfield? Um, yeah, in the midfield and in attacking. I mean, because it's it just Vela has just been seemed like he's such out of form right now. Um, he's yet to score a goal for uh, Sociedad all season, I believe. He's gotten uh, better. He's gotten healthier. His knees better. His knees. He's looking. He's moving better out there. I think he's he's on the verge. And people who are saying don't bring, don't call him up. I thought that would, that would have been a terrible mistake if you had left Vela back in Spain. Oh no. I mean, I definitely agree with calling him up. Um, I just don't know if, if I start him. I mean, I could see him coming in. You know, since he's since it seems like he hasn't been one hundred percent healthy, I can see him coming in. You know, playing maybe thirty minutes and you know going hard those thirty minutes. But expecting him to go 90 or, you know, 80 or whatever, um, I, I it, it's hard. I think if uh, if Duca goes two up top, I honestly think he's going to put Jimenez and Chicharito up top. They worked really well in the Argentina game, passing back and forth, good understanding. They had Jimenez up top as a focal point, and then Chicharito played off him really well. So I think if it's just if it's a two forward formation, I think you play those two up top. And I know people want Tecatito, but he would be the perfect man to bring in 60th minute. Everyone's tired. You bring him in there, man. He could do some damage to that USA back line. I know my other lineup that I had with the two strikers was uh, Chicharito and Jimenez up top instead of Tecatito. But I had Tecatito in there instead of Herrera. Only thing with only thing I don't trust about Tecatito is tracking back for defense. He's, he's getting better. He's still a young guy, but he loves the attack, attack, attack. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he I think he can do a decent enough job. But like like you mentioned, I don't think USA is going to be attack, attack, attack. So I think I think I don't think it'll hurt us too much. I mean, it would be it would be a lot better if we had Gaito back there, you know, to to break up play. But um, I, I would trust the Gaito there. Alvaro, do you see any snubs on that on the call up? Um. No, I mean the people that would be snubs got hurt, so not at the moment. But to go back to Jimenez and Chicharito, I think they're effective because against Argentina they were effective because Argentina was attacking. So I don't think Tuca would put out that formation. So I I think he would go with the four three three like you said, Roland. I think the roster you put out is pretty good on paper if it works out. But I kind of view this game as like Chivas versus Club America. It doesn't really matter who is doing well, who's coming in hot, who's coming in cold. As soon as the ball starts rolling, it's just whoever wants it more. Whoever has Omar Bravo. I know. Too bad we didn't call him up. Should have called him up. (laughs) (laughs) People were actually, like, I couldn't tell if they were, like, joking with me on Twitter or, like, saying, we should call up Bravo. And I had to tell them, He's not in the provisional roster, like so. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Chivas fans, the Chivas fans, they just they love him. 
I don't think there's any snubs. I was a little surprised when Gio went down and we didn't call up uh, Jurgen Dam. I thought he would be a good player because if I could, if we have subs and we can bring him and Tecatito off the bench on the wings, oh my god! I who the U, there's no way the USA USA can contain those guys running down the flanks. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean. I can see it, but they really got um, Aquino, and he'll, he'll pretty much do the same thing with uh, with the Catito if they bring him in. That's true, true. He's one guy who's found a whole new life with this new national team coach because him, and to a lesser extent, the Catito, they didn't really have a position with uh, with Piojo with Piojo's formation. They just they're just both wingers. You can play Tecatito up top, I guess, but Aquino he just he couldn't really, he didn't really fit anywhere in Piojo's scheme. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a true winger. In Piojo's old formations, he just, you know, he 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 doesn't have room for a true winger like like a like a Kino. Yeah, and Tikers are hitting in all cylinders now. They're playing a lot better after that disappointing Copa Libertadores final, which was rough. I was I was watching that. It was just. I forget who they were playing, but they were just getting Tigers were just getting hacked. They were playing a uh, River Plate. Yeah, I mean they were just hacking Jurgen and Aquino up and down. I, I was surprised they, they didn't get any red cards. So were a lot of players. Yeah, they were definitely being physical. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I I watched most of those uh, games too, and they're they're playing very very physical. Have you guys taken a look at uh the USA roster? Nope. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't even matter who they put out there. It's more everyone knows. I think for the lesser Mexico is quote unquote the favorite here. If Mexico plays how they're supposed to, I think they should beat them. Mm. It's just as simple as that. At the same time, I could see Mexico losing two zero just because these games are just hard to predict. Yeah, it seems every time we play USA. We think, oh, we look at the rosters, we look at the formation, we look at the you know the lineups, and we're like, oh, Mexico should win this, but it never quite works out that way. So I mean, again, I'm hoping I I think we'll we'll be able to pull it out, but with these games, these rivalry games, you just never know. Our ace in the hole is the fact that they still have Jurgen Klinsmann coaching them. So he's gonna experiment more. He's gonna experiment some more. He's gonna play some forwards and midfield positions. Play some. <laughs> Wingers at D-mid like he did against Brazil, of all countries. DeMarcus Beasley at right back, left back. His, like, eighth retirement game. (laughs) Tim Howard's going to play forward. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tim Howard's going to be pissed off because there's going to be all the Spanish announcements. Man. Well, he's going to be pissed off because he's going to be on the bench. Yeah, he's he's not. People were disappointed when Gio went out and I told him, hey, don't worry, Tim Howard's not going to play anyway, so Gio won't be able to follow up with another epic goal. (laughs) Yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be an intense game. It's it's building up, man. I just everyone over Twitter and like the crowds. It's it's been uh, announced it's gonna be a sellout crowd, ninety over ninety thousand fans. And I was reading on one of these uh, USA blogs that they're oh yeah, it should be close to forty percent American fans. I don't know what they're thinking, <laughs> but <laughs> just because like the US just back. because the US Federation got thirty percent of the tickets it does not mean that those thirty percent went to. USA fans. 
Yeah, I see it more of a 75-25. And they should be happy with those 25. That's what I'd say. It's going to be Mexican people sitting with the American outlaws. Oh, yeah. It should be real real fun times with the American outlaws. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I went to to that uh, USA-Mexico Gold Cup final a couple years ago, the one that ended up 5-0. Oh, yeah, in 2013. I think 2000. I forgot what year that was, but I, I was pretty sure I was going to die at that game because <laughs> there was spikes breaking out everywhere. Like, yo, that game was insane. Like, I was expecting to get shanked at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> Were you wearing a Mexico jersey? Yeah, but it was it was majority Mexican fans, but still. <laughs> When I went to go see USA versus Cuba in Soldier Field in Chicago, there was a dude wearing a Dempsey jersey. I was like, what are you doing, man? It's Cuba versus the United States, or Cuba versus Mexico. Like, why are you wearing a Dempsey jersey to this game? He just yeah, got booed every time he walked. or just booed him. Yeah. At the Mexico-Argentina uh, Mexico game, I saw a couple together walking around holding hands with Bradley jerseys on. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't understand that. I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, the Gold Cup game I went to, I was sitting next to two guys in the USA jerseys, but the guy was like Vin Diesel buff, so no. I didn't say anything. Varl didn't even cheer or nothing that whole game. Oh, no, nah, I, I cheered. Just when he looked at me, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, this game, I think the USA is just going to try to absorb as much pressure and get Mexico on a counterattack, that's... Because for once, Mexico's defense is the one part that's settled down. Usually it's like, oh, we got these forwards, the midfielder, we're good, we're good with that back line, is shambles, we got Massa back there. And now it's like, we got Reyes playing, arguably as one of the better center backs in La Liga. We got Hector Moreno coming back to his pre-injury form. Layun's playing every game for... Portal getting assist on some crosses. Even got a corner kick assist this weekend. He learned how to cross in Portugal. Uh, Aguilar is coming off another goal. He did his questionable dance, but so for once the back line is all cylinders. We're not even. If I remember back in the day, we would have been like, "Oh, Rafa's not playing. What are we gonna do? Who are we gonna play back there?" <laughs> yeah. And then now we got these injuries in midfield. I, I've, I'm not going to say it feeling super confident, but I'm feeling pretty good roster-wise, talent-wise going into this game. You know, we're doing predictions or what? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You know what? Go ahead, Flo. You, you, you got the America versus Chivas classic score right, so who, what, what's your score? I'm pretty sure I got the Mexico-Argentina one right, too. Oh, that's true. Man. You're two for oh, yeah, two. You did. All right, I'm going to go with uh, 3-1 to Mexico. Who's scoring? Who's scoring? <clears throat> I don't know, some no-name for USA. And, <laughs> and for U- uh, Mexico, I'll go with... Uh, Omar Bravo? Oh, <laughs> maybe. I'll go with uh, Chicharito. I'm going to go with um, a little set piece. Uh, I'm going to go with Moreno, Ooh. header. And... Let's go with Tecatito. He's coming in with a hot streak. He's coming in um, hot. Uh, I say he continues it. Alvaro, what's your score? Say, I was going to say 3-1, but now 
I'll just say 2 0. Chicha Brace. I'm going to say 2 1. And it's going to be USA. It's going to score. If USA scores first, I could see this game going in extra time. Just because if they score, I think they're just going to really bunker down, play like six men in the back, just try to hold on to that lead. But if Mexico scores early, I could see it being being a a good victory for them. But I'm gonna go with two one. Two one. I see Ache Ache getting a goal, continuing his hot streak for the national team at least. Yes, sir. And I see Tecatito scoring a goal because I, like I keep saying, I don't see anyone on the flank for the USA actually sticking with him. And that's that's why I think Chicha's gonna score because he's gonna be there to close. It's true. I can see him get a garbage goal. Crosses and stuff. Wait, yeah. has he scored against the USA? Who, Chicharito? In his career? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Don't doubt the Bayer legend. legend. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Bayer legend in the making. I was, trying to, I was trying to remember today, and I couldn't think of him scoring on them. I think he's scoring on them. If he hasn't, he will. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about it. I'm not sure, because in that game in, that game in 20, 2011... Yeah, he, one missed, goal, he, he missed a couple. The one goal, someone touch. shot it. Yeah, and that one that he like tried not to touch because it would have been offside. Yeah, I think one of those yeah. got credit for the goal because he like jumped over the ball. Yeah, well, he was offside, so he got he tried to yeah. not to touch it. I don't remember. Away. All I remember is Tim Howard yelling at someone. I don't know who he was yelling at, but yeah, it's but Tim I Howard. Can't, I can't remember him scoring on on the U.S. I don't know. Well, but you know, Saturday Saturday's a good day to score on them. Yeah. It was crazy about that 2011 game. Remember who saved us that game? Barrera. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that might have been his last contribution to the national team. Yeah, he freaking two two goals, right? I think he had like two goals and an assist. Two goals and then the Guardado goal, I think. And Gio had then the, the goal. Then legendary a legendary goal. Still gives uh, Howard nightmares. <laughs> yeah, but that was... I, Barrero, what happened to him? He still plays. <coughs> he plays for uh, Monterrey, no? Monterrey, he was yeah. there on that. Well, she was... Yeah, she was one. But he was playing. Yeah? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, because I was watching. I was like, oh, shit, is that about right? I was like, shit. Me too. I was, I was like, oh, is that by... <laughs> Man, I remember he went to West Ham. Mm-hmm. He went to West Ham. Chicharito was at Manchester United, and then Efrain Juarez was at Celtic. Yeah, Celtic. I paid up. I remember I paid up and got like the Fox Sports Soccer package. I was like, oh, I gotta see my guys week in week out. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> that was a disappointing one hundred ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. You could have got an Omar Bravo kit. Should have. Hot <laughs> last kit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, this game's gonna be intense. Oh, I don't even know what to think. It's just gonna be ridiculous. Where are you guys gonna watch it? I'm probably gonna watch it at a bar because the men's game is gonna be on the same time. Oh snap! Focus on the Mexico game, and then once we win that. Focus on the Mets game. 
This game's a 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern kickoff, I heard. Yeah, and, yeah. and the Mets game's like the 9 5 so... Hopefully the Cubs win tomorrow, and then they'll play earlier on Sunday, or on Saturday, so... Yeah. Fingers crossed on that. For you guys. I think, uh... <clears throat> I think they play Friday, actually. But either way, I think, uh... I'm actually thinking about going to that movie theater thing that you po- that you posted on the colorful kit. Yeah, it... I'm uh, I'm still thinking about it. Um, I talked to my friend. He was he said he was down. So I don't know. We'll see. It's still up in the air. I think some movie theaters even allow you to get beer. So it might be cheaper than going to a bar. I don't know. Oh yeah, my the movie theater I'm planning on going to if I do go, they sell beer, pizzas, everything. Yeah, might be fun. Yeah. So that should be it's. That's gonna be the game, game of the weekend, right there. Yo, I want to, I want to go to the American Outlaw Bar and watch it with them. Okay. Just, right, just to see what happens. If, you're, if this is the last episode for Viro, <laughs> everyone wish him a. <laughs> I had fun, you know. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go to a bar in Columbus, Ohio, and watch it. <laughs> I've been to Columbus, Ohio. You don't want to go to Columbus, Ohio. I've been there like, too. <laughs> it's not good. Like walking out the bar. It's not good. All right. Well. Footmex Sorks is putting out their monthly top 25 players playlist. It should be coming out Thursday morning, I was hearing. That's what Cesar was saying. So, Flo, I know you're prepared. Hit me with your top 10. My top 10, all right. I got Guardado, Tecatito, Chicharito, Moreno, Reyes, Vela, Jimenez, Gaito, Jonah, Gio, and Herrera. What do you think? What do you think? Abro, who's your top 10? Uh, I have Tecatito number one, Guardado two, Chicharito three, Hector Moreno four, and then after that, I didn't really plan after that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has Omar Bravo 6. Omar Bravo 10, you know. <laughs> has to be in there. <laughs> nah, but. Number 5, probably Giovanni. Just because how he's playing in LA. He got hurt, man. I was disappointed he's not calling up. I wasn't, like, super mad, because I knew he was not. There's no way he was going to start, but having Gio come off the bench. It's a game changer right there. Yeah. Number six, Raul Jimenez. Seven, Vela. Eight, probably uh, Gallito. Nine, Hector Herrera. <coughs> and ten, I just want to throw in a Cuba, so I'm going to throw in Raul Lopez. <laughs> wow. He's lighting it up for the sub-22. So. Wow. You forget, uh, you you forget Diego a, Reyes? He's going to take... Oh, right. Diego Reyes, actually. Yeah. Right. Never mind. Here's my top ten. I got Guardado, number one. I know Tecatito's hot. Guardado's been steady, steady, steady. He's my number one. I got Tecatito, number two. You guys didn't rate him, like, at all, really, but I got Jonah, number three. So, oh, I forgot Layun, too. I got Chicharito, number four. Hector Moreno, number five. My big riser in my ratings, at least, was Diego Reyes, number six. 
Geo number seven, Vela eight, Layun nine, and Hector Herrera ten. I had a, uh, I had John, Jonah eight on my list. Yeah, I mean he's been playing well. I mean it's no Champions League, but he's been tearing it up in Europa League. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys know, but Villarreal number one in La Liga. Yep, first time. First time, and they're gonna be up there for like a month now with the break and everything. So that's my top 10 um, Memo and For me is 18 He's going to be dropping I don't Like we all say it over and over He's not playing anywhere He might I think actually he might play later this month At Copa Copa del Rey game But that's pretty much it I got Gullit 16 He's been playing really well He's looking like 2013 Gullit yeah, he's looking good right now. Looking real good. Playing that perfect number eight box to box midfielder. So, yeah. Ayun barely missed my top ten. I would say I'd probably put him eleven or twelve. He already has. Uh, he's got one goal and two assists already, and for Porto and Watford already. Yeah, yeah, I saw. He's he's learning how to cross. It's, it's a true story. He's getting there. He's, he took a, he's taking corner kicks now for Porto. I saw that. He got a nice little assist on the corner. Yeah. Look, looking like my player on Pro Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys catch any of uh, your Udubels uh, this weekend? Um, yeah. Uh, Guardado looked good in his uh, comeback game. I think he had like two assists. That were cleared off the line um, yeah, last well. second. So, I mean, Guardado, he looked real good. Um, you know, he fit right back where he was before he got injured. You know, um, the deep-lying midfielder just making stuff happen for PSV against a big, big game against um, Ajax. And um, It was. It was a big game. And, uh, of course, I saw Tecatito's goal. Um, and he looked good in that game, too. He had a... He had some nice little footwork in the box, and he set up uh, one of his teammates for what seemed like was going to be an easy goal, oh, but he yeah. shot it way, like, shot it into row Z or oh, something. Oh, he shanked that one so bad, and the announcers were just like, what is he doing? Yeah, I forget who it was. Was it Mike Cohen or something? Yeah, yeah Mike Cohen, and now he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah. But he looked real nice. He was, like, just in the box, just, you know, with his little footwork, dancing by himself, and then all of a sudden he just finds his open teammate. So he looked good, even with the um, even with with not getting that assist. You know, he, he's he's fitting well with uh, with Porto. And uh, it's funny because I was talking with a couple people on Twitter. I was saying that's Tecatito is one of those guys you need to you need to watch him on a good stream because if you're watching on a laggy stream, you don't appreciate that footwork he does every single time he touches the ball. He's just juking dudes left and right. He's look. I, I'm surprised at how well he's playing at Porto and how much. Yeah, they're, they're really high on him right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, at first I expected him to play a lot. And then Raul brought me down when you told me that he wasn't going to be a starter. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, maybe. But yeah, but it seems like he's, he's playing a lot. Um, he started he looks, every game except for the Chelsea uh, Chelsea game. Champions yeah. League. He even he came off the bench in that one. Yeah, he came played like twelve minutes. For 
some reason, Porto thought Chelsea was good or something and just played a very defensive that game. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Chelsea. But yeah, it's, it's looking good. I feel bad for uh, Herrera, though. Herrera's struggling. Yeah, man. I was a little worried. Um, I was a little, I was kind of worried, but, you know, just think, oh, you know, he's going to keep getting his minutes. But now you got you got to be really worried since he wasn't even on the on the game day roster. Yeah, and that's two games in a row. He wasn't in the he wasn't in the Champions League. He, he didn't even make the trip in Champions League. They took told him to stay home. Yeah, and then something come out today that that he was going to be sold. Yeah, some leak came out that he was supposed to be sold. No idea who they're going to bring someone in. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. He then he got a he signed an extension a month ago, so. Who knows? But yeah, I'm a, I'm a little concerned, but not I'm not freaking out about it right now. But crazy stat I was doing for uh, when I was doing my top 25, Tecatito scoring one goal every 82 minutes for Porto. That's a it's a good rate through his first um, 330 minutes or whatever. He's averaging one goal every 32 minutes. It's pretty good. He is right now. He's like the best player we have in Europe playing right now. Yeah, he, uh, him and uh, Guardado. And the funny thing about Guardado is he was when he was hurt. He even people even realize how much more important he was to PSV because PSV played played some bad games in the last month. He's been out. Their attack is out of sync. They don't know what. The, because he, like, as soon as the def- defense gets the ball of the goalie, he, they give it to him, and he sets up the attack. He is the engine of that team. So with him out, they they were just going 100 miles an hour. They just couldn't get any good attacks. So he And he wore the captain's armband this weekend, too, when he started. Yeah, with, the, with his new haircut. I don't know about the haircut. What do you guys think? Uh, I want the long hair back. He looks like an, he looks like an alpaca. <laughs> it just looks wrong to me. I need that hair. Yeah, but I think, yeah, that's true. People forget how good Guardiola is sometimes because he doesn't get the goals. He doesn't sometimes doesn't get the assists. You know, there's no there's no goal assist numbers, you know, to put next to his name. With Tecatito, you know, obviously he goes out there and that's his job to score goals. He's, he's going to go out there and do it. But people forget how important how, how important he is um, to that team and, you know, just how good he is. Just that link-up play, those long passes – Breaking up, play on the defense. He's just, you know, he he does it all in that midfield. He is the man, and he is averaging. I was I've been doing stats, getting my stats for all these Europeans because it's impossible to get stats for some of these guys. But he's averaging over ten ten long balls, ten long long balls per ninety minutes. So he he's connecting on a lot of those, and he's getting those quote unquote hockey assists we talk about every once in a while. Yeah, he sets it all up. But like you're saying, some people don't give him that much credit because oh, where's the goals, where's the shots, you know, where's his assist? But he sets he sets it up. He sets it up for them. He does. So I, I'm still shocked that he's gonna play this weekend. Yeah, I was shocked that he came back before yeah. the game. Yeah, I was. That's that's why I'm saying I don't think Rafa's gonna play just because he hasn't played. He wasn't in the 18 for Hellas, and it's not like they're loaded with talent. So if they would have been like he can play, he's gonna play. So, you never know. An extra week is a long time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
I don't know. Maybe an extra week with the tra- with the Mexican trainer. Yeah. Yeah. He fixed the guardado. Not a good sign. <laughs> and then we had a uh, Tecatito. I saw, or not Tecatito, Chicharito. I saw his per- whole performance on a uh, Sunday morning. He was pretty good. He's solid. Nothing too crazy. He had that no crazy misses like we've unfortunately have gotten used to him. But the one thing I always say with his misses, I know people are like, why is he missing all these chances? Well, it's like, how did he get there in the first place? At least he's getting in these positions. Most players wouldn't have even had those chances. At least that's what I try to tell myself. <laughs> Make me feel better. I mean, it's, it's true, though. He, he, he always finds himself in these great positions because he's great without the ball. He's great at his movement. So every game, you can guarantee he's going to have at least one clear chance. And he just he just needs to start burying him. Yeah, it's, yep, and that's what's going to come with more playing time. Uh, and on Sunday, he had a nice turnaround, shot the ball, hit the post, and and then his his guy followed up with the rebound. So he didn't get the assist. I don't even think he, he didn't even get the shot on target. Some people were, some sites say that's not a shot on target. Whatever he 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 got like the hockey assist. I want to give him that one, but because he set up the attack. But yeah, his movement and one thing that in case. He, in case Mexico gets down and they need to start pressing, he, him and Jimenez pressed really well against Argentina. They were just causing all sorts of problems. So, like I said, it's not just about the goals with mo- with most forwards. And Chichet is one of those forwards where, if he does not scoring goals, he's still contributing to the team as a whole. Yeah, that's always been part of his game. His movement a lot of times creates space for other players. Yeah, those runs. Yeah, and uh. Like the guy that's been shooting up my ranking, shooting up everyone's ranking is uh, Diego Reyes. I don't know if you guys have been watching Milan La Liga, but I've been trying to follow him and Vela, and Reyes is just a boss out there. He's reminding me why everyone's saying he's a national team captain material when he was like 18 years old. People kept talking him up, and finally he's just he's turned it up for Real Sociedad. He's, I know they got, they got kind of torched this past weekend, but those goals weren't on him. So even though one guy had a hat trick, None of those goals were due to Reyes making any mistakes. So, smart for Porto not to put a buy clause in that loan. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't gotten able. I haven't been able to watch him as much as I want. But yeah, everything I hear is, is positive out of Real Sociedad for at least one of our Mexicanos at the club. And let me just. Well, I don't know if you guys heard the rumors. I know Eric Gomez was reporting it this morning that some people were saying Vela might be in MLS next year. Uh, and then another rumor a couple months ago saying, oh, Barca's looking at him. That's a pretty wide range, going to Barcelona or to MLS. <laughs> so I think he's going to stay there. Like I said, he's got a contract through 2014. Or the, through 2018, he signed, a, he signed a four-year extension in 2014 when uh, Arsene Wenger finally let him go from Arsenal. So I think he's going to be too expensive for MLS to buy because they're going to have to pay a transfer fee for him and it's not like he's in the last year of his contract so Real Sociedad would want something for him but I I don't see him moving I don't see him moving this transfer window especially with his club form not being that great at the moment yeah I really don't know what to believe yeah so I didn't, I didn't believe when they said Gio and Chicharito were going to MLS and well I Gio. believe I believe the Gio rumors that, that I, mean, I, I didn't believe it but I believe them I believe them. I mean, he's been in Europe since he was like 12 years old, so I'm not that concerned with Gio. But Vela, eh, too soon, man. Too soon. 
Maybe he's going to join up with his brother up in a second division, NASL. Man, who does he play for again? He signed with like the Minnesota United team. Yeah, I was going to say Minnesota, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. And then, finally, have you guys been watching the Olympics? Olympic qualifying? The U-22s? They're those Lopez tearing it up? Yep. They have a big game tomorrow, Wednesday night. At uh, 7 p.m., I believe. Didn't they, didn't they clinch the group already, or their past group? They clinched the next round, but, okay, the thing with this qualifying is, so they played tomorrow at 8.30 against Honduras. So, pretty much, as long as you advance to, like, the next round, it's a semifinal, so it's four teams. Out of those four teams, two of them are going to qualify. Okay, so you want to win your group, so you play the second place in the other group. Okay. And the winner of the, of the semifinals are the ones who qualify. So... They play Honduras. If they win, I think they might play... I forget. I don't even know who's in the US, United States group, that group. But if the U.S. wins, which they should, and Mexico wins, then they'll each play the second-place team in their groups, in their opposing groups. So the winners of those games advance. So there's two teams, two CONCACAF teams. So it doesn't really matter if you win the championship or not. As long as you get to the championship game, you qualify. Yeah. So, so Mexico needs... They need a win just so they avoid the USA. Just, I mean, they're... I would still favor them over the U.S., but why face them until you have to? So they play tomorrow night. They should win. Honduras. They've been playing really well. So I mean, they got Chucky. They got Eric Gutierrez. They're just, they're a loaded team. A loaded team. They were bombing. Who they who they played on the other night? They played Haiti, right? Yeah, Haiti was actually looking decent surprisingly. Their, their goalie was oh man, their goalie like, was perfect, and then yeah. to the last penalty kick and. My boy Lopez put it in, but... Your number 10 player, right? Your number top 10? Top 10. Just because, you know, I have to put in a Chivas player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so excited for these guys. It's kind of crazy because when they get to the Olympics, I think they're going to get to the Olympics, they're going to add Tecatito as an underage player. So he's not even going to count as one of the three overage guys. So, But I was thinking, if assuming the Copa Centenario happens... Mexico's going to call up their A team. They might kind of delude who they're going to send to the Olympics next year. Next year. If you're Chicharito, you'd rather play in the Copa America than the Olympics. You know, if you give them a choice. Probably. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see if that tournament happens, when it happens, where it happens, who's going to jail, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, Close out the podcast. We had an f- interesting question from Cesar Hernandez. He was asking us top five soccer movies. Flo, I know you're really excited. Let's sh- let's hear your top five. All right, not necessarily <laughs> in this order, but I got Green Street Hooligans. I got the classic Ladybugs. I got Goal and Goal Two, <laughs> and the all-time classic, The Big Green. It's that's a pretty good top five. Alvaro, what's your top five? So uh, I don't know. I like I agree with all those, but I'm throwing in a really cool scene in there. That to me that's like my favorite maybe possibly yeah, probably my favorite soccer movie. I'm gonna agree with you guys. I got Kicking and Screaming. I like that movie, Wolf Fair movie. Not bad, not bad. Oh yeah. One movie, I don't know if it counts as a movie, a documentary, or whatever you guys want to call it, but 
um, FMX made a documentary of uh, the of the gold medal winning team from 2012. It's on YouTube. It's free. Oh yeah, it's that, 45 that minutes good. long. It's actually really really cool. Yeah, kind of behind the scenes shows you what's going on there. It's kind of cool seeing all the interviews with like Reyes, Salcido. They had a uh, Corona in there. He was a captain. It was, it was kind of cool with behind the scenes how the team was because people forget they were kind of struggling going into that uh, tournament to the Olympic tournament those those friendlies before they were not hitting on all cylinders so forty five minutes long recommend it really great that that's the one that snuck in there I'm counting it as a soccer movie but besides that all time favorite obviously Big Green yes I'm surprised no one put that uh, Air Bud movie where he's like a soccer player the dog. But, uh, bend it, bend it like Beckham. I never watched that movie. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Not for me. Well, guys, anything else you want to bring up for the Mexico game? Any predictions? Any crazy predictions besides the score? Mm, let's see. Not really. I just, like I said, I think 3 1. Um, I wanted to say three zero, but I, I figured they'd sneak one in there. My prediction: this game does not end eleven versus eleven. Mm. You think so? I think something's gonna happen. It's Has you never know. Something got called up. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> This is my that's my one predict my one quote unquote crazy prediction. This game does not end eleven eleven. I feel if Mexico's up like two nil with like ten minutes left, it doesn't. I feel like Jermaine Jones has a red card in him. He's just he gets so many stupid yellows for the the US that I think he's I think he's gonna get a couple too many and he's gonna get a red card. <clears throat> you think he starts? Who Jermaine? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna start and he's that's one of the things. He starts, and then you put him next to someone, and then Jermaine Jones is all over the field, and then he leaves because they usually play two demons, and he leaves that one demon by himself. Yeah, he and he's not like he's not even in form. I think he's okay, but yeah. well, the one guy I was surprised that USA left off was Omar Gonzalez, <clears throat> center back. Yeah, center back, big, strong center back, pretty good, very good in the air. But I think Klin's been called up like a Roscoe again. I no one knows why, and he called up Alvarado. Yeah, he Alvarado, called Alvarado Rosco, and he and called up Ventura Al- Alvarado, who's been terrible for the USA. Mm. But hey, that's Klinsman. <laughs> I predict Michael Bradley will play left wing. He might just. <laughs> it's oh God. I wonder if uh, Graham Zuzzi is going to get it. If he starts or comes in, if the Mexico fans give him a standing ovation. Sam Zuzzi. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up episode six of the Colorful Kid Podcast. You can find me, Raul, at underscore bones. Flo? Find me on Twitter at the real flow, F-L-O. Alvaro? You can find me at underscore dos uno d-o-s-u-n-o thanks for listening and viva mexico